0: One thing I've recognized along this journey, before I talk about things I do for my mindset and think personal development, is I realized I focused so much on my mindset and I didn't focus enough on my spirit. So my highway was full of potholes and it was a gravel road and that kind of stuff. And how one, one, the spirituality is always going to be there. Spirit's always going to be there. I'm not talking about religion, I'm simply talking about spirit. But the two hardest and easiest ways to build your spirit are doing the following. Number one is practicing gratitude. Practice gratitude. Wake up every day and find a blessing in something. Because you know what, your life, you're gonna tell yourself your life sucks. Find a, find find grace, fill the gaps with grace.
1: The first and best victory is to conquer self. Welcome to the Conqueror Approach, a journey of self-mastery. To cultivate our mind, body, spirit, financial literacy and allow our light to shine upon the world. Brought to you by me, your host, US Navy submarine veteran and entrepreneur, Musa Mikkel. Let's conquer. Welcome back to the conquer approach. Thank you for tuning in. Today I have Mark Smith. Canada's number one mindset investor, a motivational speaker, and the host of 7 2 Mindset Investor, the Hero's Journey podcast. And Mark is passionate about helping others build their mindset and bring value to those who want to perform at higher levels. Mark is also a real estate investor focusing on large multifamily properties, luxury flips, new builds, and development. Thank you, Mark, for joining me today. Hey, thanks for having me, man. Excited. Yeah, man, this was a long work in progress, but I'm glad. I'm glad we finally get to collaborate on this because I, I love your brand and what you've done with the 7-2 Mindset Investor and just bringing mindset and into more awareness because to me, it is the key and it's the reason why I created my podcast. So it was very similar and that mindset is everything. It is what stops us and it's what, what differentiates, pe- differentiates people who have major success and who don't the wealthy, the non-wealthy, and I just want to talk about it a little bit. But before we get into the deep mindset stuff, tell us a little bit about you and what kind of led you to create your brand
0: around mindset and investing. Sure. Absolutely. You know, I'd be more than happy to do that. And, you know, um, yeah, you're right. Mindset is everything. That's where it's, that's where everything begins and that's where it ends. Um, You know, I, I pride myself on on, on a proclamation I made in 2020, which is I was gonna invest $1 million into my mindset. Not into properties, not into Bitcoin, not into NFTs, but investing $1 million into my mindset, because at the end of the day, the mindset is the only ROI we have control over. That's it. So that was, that was the fundamental for me is doing that. And so I've been blessed that I've been able to have mentors all over the world um, that are actually dri- driving me on different areas of my life, uh, but it all starts with mindset. And where the whole journey started, uh, actually started even before I even knew how important mindset was. I mean, by the time I was, uh what, 20 years old? I think 20, 21 years old, I'd killed seven people. And people look at me and say, what the hell is this guy? Like an axe murderer what, What's going on? So a murderer? No, I killed seven people because what happened was, is I worked in a hospital. And when I worked in the hospital, I got into um the, you know, I followed the immigrant journey, you know, parents come from overseas and that kind of stuff. And then, you know your parents are working hard, and they got these aspirations for you to work in healthcare or whatever it's going to be. And that was what I did. I actually got into healthcare with dreams of uh, uh, my aspirations were to become a, a physician. So I got burnt out in college. Um, so I decided to do a small pivot, and I became a respiratory therapist. So respiratory therapist is as per- a person that's responsible for life support. So all these patients are going into the ICU under COVID. They go on these breathing machines called ventilators. These ventilators are basically time machines. They're time machines. They Bias time to fix the disease process. But it's these time machines at the end of the day, if you turn them off, you stop breathing. Um, and, and it just, everything shuts down. So I worked in NICU, which is new intensive care. I worked in pediatric intensive care and I worked in adult intensive care. You know, I learned a lot through it, but the worst part of the job is I was the grim reaper because I was the person that had to go actually turn off the ventilator on patients. So when they say end life support, I was the person going in those rooms. I've had fathers threaten me to death spit in my face i've actually had mothers slap my chest and say i've killed their child um and what happened was is i you know back then like I'm, in healthcare in scenario you don't you can't unpack that shit so this came with me and so my friends and i would go to the bar after i'd sit in the corner and drink and drink and drink because i felt i could not help anybody and this this you know and this this baggage i guess you could say because i was unable to unpack it carried through with my life um I got into medical device sales. So I pride myself. I got in high ticket sales, um, and I'd done over $105 million in high ticket sales and those sales. And it's not like someone says, Oh, that's easy. You just sold two apartment buildings. No, it's not as easy as that because the average sticker price on anything I sold was about $7,000. But the reason I got a medical device sales is because I felt I could make a better impact on helping people, but yet I didn't unpack. Okay. I keep on going to read unpack. Um, and this came with me, you know, when I had a, so I, I, I grew with this, um, you know, when it had, it got married, had children and so forth, had marital, marital issues, had other issues that came along the way and it ended up resulting where I hit rock bottom and I hit rock bottom and all this shit was happening to me. I was like, you know, I was like, I was talking to one of my other mentors and they said to me, like, you've been boot fucked for five years. Every time you put your head up, there's a kick in the teeth. What keeps you going? What keeps you going? What keeps you going? It's my mindset. It's my mindset. Because at the end of the day, like I said, it's the only ROI we have control over. I was living in a scarcity mindset for too long. For too long. You know, I, I lived in the Chicago area, um, amazing parties all the time, man. Every weekend, bottles of Cristal, like just, just partying, lived like a full life, man. But at the end of the day, I was compensating for some, for a lot of emptiness. I was an empty human being. So on the outside, I had everything I thought. I had an amazing career, I had money, I had, you know, property, I had, you name it, I had. But the thing was, is that was filling something, my emptiness. And what I realized is that when someone is, has a scarcity mindset, they are empty. So now I choose loneliness over emptiness. I'd rather be lonely, but fulfilled. And that's where the abundance comes in. So this whole shift in mindset comes into play because when your back's against the wall, your mindset has to kick in. That's your survival mode. And that's what's going to be the ultimate savior. And I think a lot of people do not recognize that. They think money is going to be their savior or someone else is going to save them. No, it's what's within you that's going to save your ass. Mm. It's what's in you. and. So that's what really pushed me with this and working with mentors, like one of my mentors is Tim Story, um, who works with Kanye West and Robert Downey Jr. and Oprah and all these other people. And these are the type of conversations we're having is fundamentally, these are the conversations I wanna have with people is mindset.
1: Absolutely, that's it, man. man. And, and, and people probably heard you say you wanna invest over a million in your mindset and probably think you're insane. Yeah. But they have to think about the return of that investment. Absolutely. And, you know, Jim Rohn says, never, never be upset about what you invest in yourself and to keep doing it every which way possible. And Absolutely. that that's super important, man, because I, I feel like that's a commonality in a lot of us humans is we want to fulfill some emptiness, some void in our lives with external things, whether that's alcohol, food, distractions, whatever the case, any type of pleasures to just get us to feel that. But again, it's emptiness and it comes back to you never feel full. You ne- you haven't you don't have enough. You will never be enough or whatever the case is, whatever the story is. Yeah. And tell us a little bit, more about that because I feel like it's so common to have a scarcity mindset. I'm I'm victim of that sometimes. Well, not victim. I'm guilty of that sometimes. And I'm it's still a process. Like it's still a way of reframing, you know, because it's so embedded into the subconscious and how we think. That it happens before we can even think. Like the reaction of scarcity versus, well, what if I can look at it a different way? So tell us a little bit about your transition from scarcity mindset to
0: an abundance mindset. It's massive. It's the difference between playing defense and offense. What's going to win a game? Scarcity is defense. And that's what it comes down to. You got to play offense. You got to be pushing the limits. You got to get in it up, because everything's up in between your between your ears. I mean, you know, I, I tell people this, and it's an exercise. I, did. I tell people take their hands, put one hand on your right ear, left ear, bring them forward. That's that's the space between you reaching your ultimate goals. If you want to be a billionaire, that's the distance. It's all up here. It's, you know, and so for me, when I and I see a lot of scarcity, and I, and I'm guilty of it too. We're all human beings. That's the thing. It's too easy. Like you know, uh, Seth Godin talks about this too. When we talk about the resistance and so forth, it's too easy to walk over the treadmill to get to our bed if our treadmill's in our room it's harder to get on the treadmill so to speak and there's a and, and a lot of times what we do is we have the ostrich effect where we're putting our head in the ground and we're not looking around we don't want to face the music that is what scarcity mindset is competitiveness and that kind of stuff when you're when you're living in a scarcity mindset your energy levels your frequency levels at their lowest level and that's what you're going to simply attract and when i'm at my lowest points lowest points of my life that's the shit i'm attracting yet if i'm focused on other elements i'm focusing on abundance i'm going to be bringing that in and so I challenge people on, on on their thinking about playing, you know, offense and defense when it comes to mindset. And that's what it comes down to. It's scarcity versus abundance. And how I change the game for that is, you know, someone like, and this is uh, one of my friends, Bob Berg, that wrote the book, The Go-Giver, says, you know, one of his rules, which is um, the more people you serve is going to ultimately dictate your, your, your income. A lot of people are chasing the income. And then they're gonna say, then we're gonna chase, um, then we're gonna chase the, uh, then we're gonna chase the service. No, go serve people, lead with value, and the rest will just come soon. And that's the key difference. And I, t- I, urge people and I push on people, is like get off your fucking ass, you know, push on your personal development, push on your potential, because when I ask people this as well, and like scarcity versus abundant mindset, I ask people this question: Where you know, this is a question for your audience, and I want your audience to think about this for a second. Where around you right now do you think lies the greatest energy source there is that's untapped? And people will think, oh, because this guy's talking mindset, it's between your ears. No, it's not between your ears. Go to the cemetery. That's where the most untapped potential is. It's buried six feet under. Because people are living in fear. People are living in scarcity. There's cures for AIDS. There's cures for cancer. There's, there's you know intelligence six feet under that could tell us how we could live on Pluto. But people were too freaking scared to step up. Why? Because their programming was messed up through how they grew up, through what was told to them and so forth. There's a, you know, one of my favorite uh, Persian proverbs is if a plant is not growing in its environment, you don't change the plant. You change the environment the plant is in. So if you're dealing with scarcity, you're the problem. I'm the problem. If I'm in scarcity, I'm the fucking problem. I got to take ownership. And until someone takes ownership about their misfortune or shit happening to them and that kind of stuff, they're going to stay in that scarce mindset.
1: Mm. I love that because you you just reminded me of a a question that I was, I think I was asked at some point, um, but it really made me think about it because it was, are you, are you playing the life, like playing your life, playing the game of life to win or are you just playing not to lose? And I was just like, ooh, that was good. Well, I'm gonna go, I I'm gonna just gonna had go. to share that one.
0: <laughs> no, I love it. And I'm gonna go a step further. Are you here to win the game or are you here to win the championship? I'm here to take that motherfucking championship. And you know what? I will lose games to get there, but I'll win a hell of a lot more if I focus on the championship.
1: That's true. That's true. Because that but then also to me is like that championship when when will you? get to that championship like what becomes the championship and i that might be different for everybody uh, but i think that all goes back to when you truly feel you're creating value and you're serving in a much way bigger than yourselves because i think even when we're when we're not living that way when we're living in scarcity we're so focused on how can i make myself feel better right now sure you just get focused on how to make yourself feel better versus how can I change lives of people that I don't even know in different countries. So that's the power I think behind it because scarcity mindset just leads to a really selfish life. And it's hard for people to think about it that way because it's you get stuck just trying to enhance your personal state only. How can I make myself feel better? What what do I need to drink? What do I need to watch? What do I need to eat? What do I need to do? How can I stop being bored? How can I distract myself? And it's just your life becomes a a perpetual habit of trying to give yourself pleasure versus serving in a much bigger way.
0: Hundred percent, man, and and you hit the nail on the head with that. And that's the way I look at. As you're giving all the different examples and, you know, as you're talking, I got like a million and one thoughts because I'm just so passionate about this topic. And that's really what it comes down to. Like, so and I, I bring this more for me as an example, because I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, pick on any, anybody that's listening to the podcast because you know who you are, people, you know who you are. So let's just stop, stop with the act. You know what you're going through and that kind of stuff. So let's take ownership of it. I take full ownership. So when I lived the high life, what I thought was a high life and that kind of stuff, I was a people pleaser. That's all I wanted to do is I wanted people to love me. They had to be the, I was the most popular kid everywhere I went. I was the most popular neighbor. I was the one having all the house parties and all this other shit. Cause I was trying to compensate for something. So what happened was, is I thought I was being selfless by pleasing others. So I could be popular and all those other things. No, I was fucking selfish, man. I was, cause it boosted my ego. It was my dopamine fix until I made that shift that hey, I'm focusing on me now, I'm focusing on my mindset, I'm focusing on my spirit, I'm focusing on these different things, I became selfish so I could become selfless. And that's the key difference. You know, Oprah Winfrey talks about this, you can't fill your cup, you, got, you, can't, you can't pour out of your cup unless it's full. You know, they have that cliche about airplanes, Don your own mask before you give it to someone else. There's a purpose behind this, it happens in life too. So, It's okay to be selfish in some areas. I'm not saying be selfish and don't feed your kids because you're hungry. I'm not talking about that. What I'm talking about is being selfish with taking self-care, personal development, taking time out of your day and spending time on you, your meetings, your me-things. like That has to be about you. Because if you're not, you're being very selfish in a wrong sense. Or you're simply avoiding the pain.
1: That is also very common, I think, and it it is hard for people to face the facts. it It is difficult. yeah the the state of denial is what keeps us stuck and the truth sets us free. And it's still the hardest thing I deal with too, man <laughs> like to, to be real with it, it is challenging. But like what what's some of the things that you've done to get yourself focused? like what what is the self-care
0: for Mark Smith look like? it's it's I'll be honest, it's not easy. And I tell people I'm no master. Like, although uh, you know, I I call myself the mindset investor and so forth. It's mastery. Mastery means you have to put in the work every day. I'm a firm believer that progress over perfection. Okay, Um, and it's like, for me, anything I do. So, for example, whether it's my my daily reading that I do, it's my I practice gratitude. So, one of the things that we talk about mindset a lot. So you have mindset on this piece and we'll talk we'll break down mindset in a piece, in a piece here in a bit because there's fundamental aspects there. You got your your people say your mind body spirit. I usually change it and I go mind, spirit and heart. Heart is someone's why. What's your why? Okay, why are you doing what you're doing? Why do you have a podcast? Why do you serve others? What's in it? There has to be what's in it for you. Okay? The tether or the superhighway is spirit. How are people working on their spirit? Because without spirit how do you how do you get this linkage between your mindset and your heart? And one thing I've recognized along this journey before I talk about things I do for my mindset and think personal development is I realized I focused so much on my mindset and I didn't focus enough on my spirit. So my highway was full of potholes and it was a gravel road and that kind of stuff. And how one how one because spirituality is always going to be there, spirits always going to be there. I'm not talking about religion, I'm simply talking about spirit, but the two Hardest and easiest ways to build your spirit are doing the following. Number one is practicing gratitude. Practice gratitude. Wake up every day and find a blessing in something. Because you know what? Your life, you're going to tell yourself your life sucks. Find a find, be, find grace. Fill the gaps with grace. I can tell people about my story here. I, I've had, um, so I've seen the highs and lows. I've gone through a really bad divorce. My ex-wife has turned my children against me. There's parental alienation. I have to find the grace. Most men are going out there and getting a nine millimeter, putting it between their ears and pulling the trigger. I'm finding the grace, and that's what keeps me going. The second thing is forgiveness. So we talk about gratitude. Second thing is forgiveness is releasing, it's letting go. True forgiveness is forgiving someone without having them to say sorry to you. It's this emotional anchor that holds you down. And once you focus on that and you start letting go of that power that you think you're actually taking more control. And the development that has to come in. So, for example, like I said, it's it's progress over perfection. I've had days where I'm like on fire. I'm doing everything I need to do. But the things that I look for every day, if I'm doing personal development, it's I I practice gratitude. Okay. I'm going to do a small prayer. In the morning, when I wake up, um, I'm actually doing visualization and, and exercises. I practice meditation. Okay, other things I'm doing is my uh, practice my meditation. I'm, I'm exercising some way or form. I'm doing some some level of exercise. So I like to hit the gym four days a week, lifting weights, and I try to get some cardio in a couple of days a week. Okay, those are things I'm doing for me. My cell phone does not come in my bedroom. I charge my cell phone out of my room. I don't go to my cell phone until the work is done. You know, Craig Ballantyne, he's a, a co-host with uh, Bedros Cooley and wrote, wrote a book, uh, The Perfect Work Week, and says the biggest mistake a lot of people make is they'll, they'll grab a calendar and they'll put in what they need to do for work. Or like, for example, we have a podcast scheduled or whatever it is like we have here. The most important thing you could put into your calendar is your personal items that are important. This time I'm going to the gym. This time I'm doing my meditation. I'm going for a date night with my partner. Put those in. Once those are in, you put in the work stuff in the in the gaps. It's taking control of the chaos. It's creating order. And when we do these type of things, we're able to lean into the pain. Effectively. Because you look at boxing, for example. Look at boxing. How does someone get a, a like a right uppercut or left upper hook, uh, like, uh, like a left hook? They lean into the opponent. They're not waiting 12 or 15 rounds of how many body shots they can take and hoping they can get a win. You got to lean into the pain. Yes, there's going to be risk. You're keeping yourself exposed, but that's okay because that's, that's how you take that game winning shot or that punch or whatever it is. So you have to equip yourself in these ways. So other things that are important for personal development, I'm a firm believer of get a mentor. Mentors, you don't have to pay a lot of money for mentors. Find something on YouTube. Maybe go to Ed Milette's channel, Tom Bailu, listen to their series. Like there's Jordan Peterson, there's so much great information. Pick up a book. You know, and as you said before, the game of life. Think of this as a swimming pool of life. And what I mean by that is you take Michael Phelps, who's the most celebrated Olympian and swimmer there ever was, you put him in a swimming pool, he can still drown. But because he has equipped himself. With all the years of training and levels of training and all the sacrifices, his risk of drowning goes down significantly. Me jumping in a deep end, hey, it's going to go much higher for my risk because I'm not a swimmer. I haven't equipped myself. So what I'm doing is by focusing on the self-care, the personal development, having multiple mentors and all these accountability groups, um, cutting ties with people that, no offense to them, don't add value to my cause. What I'm doing is I'm equipping myself to, to, to do well on my journey. So what I tell people is on the other side of your purpose, uh, sorry, the other side of your pain is your purpose. You have to go through your pain to get to your purpose.
1: I love that, man. And it, and it reminds me of something Jay Shetty said about doing your mid, your morning routine or, or, or doing the self-care practices is like putting your armor on, protecting you from all the things that steal your attention or steal your peace or cause stress. And it really is like that because I notice the days that I fail to do those things that I know I should do. Yeah. Or if I've gone a long time without exercising, like I, I, I am less at peace with myself. I am more irritable. I am not focused as you know, as much as I would be. And and things start to slip, and then it starts to slip gradually. It's not like one day. It's like my life's a mess. It yeah. starts to become a compounding of you know, letting things slip and letting things slip, and then becoming okay with whatever state sure. that we're in. And it it happens so sneaky, like yeah. it, it just so it sneaks up on you after a long period of time, and it just. It's such a discipline and it, and it just has, you have to, t- I think you just have to take the time every day to do that. Even if it's just a few minutes they're developing that. And again, like it, it is more war- is work. It, it has to, it's going to be a chore until it becomes a habit at first, but those things really make my day and my, my the whole week easier when I have it in there. And then even uh, like, like I, I like the, Plan out the important things in your calendar. Uh, I remember Stephen Covey talking about a similar thing. And he's like, plan your week. No, don't just plan the next day. Like, plan your week of those important things that you that fill you those important things. And that's how you should work around everything else. And then you start becoming more focused and concentrated on the work. And the work doesn't bleed into everything and drain your energy so that you don't do those things that you're too tired to go out and 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 that's that's the big thing i've discovered this recently right this this is i'm on my journey but i've I've discovered when i'm tired it's because suppressing something i'm I'm, if you if anyone ever feels drained and you did not have like an, an incredibly long extensive insane day or exercise or something that really depleted your energy if your energy is already depleted you know before you even start doing anything or you're just like by the evening you're just dead i think that is just us suppressing so much either emotions or resistance or those things that we're doing are just heavy like they're just taking energy But when we when we go back to the the morning routine, the meditation, taking 10 minutes, the exercise, taking a walk, listen to music, read a book, that can help you sustain your energy throughout the day. And that it really is like putting the armor on. So those things aren't stealing energy or or your peace. And you can get through the day and be able to accomplish so much more. And, And this is why, this is what separates the most elite from, you know, those everyone else, right? Like they are spending that time so they can perform at a much higher level every single day. And then that performance ends up compounding over years and years and years and years. And then everyone thinks they just got lucky.
0: (laughs) Well, and that's the thing. And ultimately what that comes down to, it comes down to what how one values time. Like there is an infinite of everything. There's only a finite amount of time and it's how we, we have to give utmost respect to time, how much time we have left on a clock because our clock's ticking. So what do we do with that? So when you respond, one respects that and they value that, that's, that's when they do these type of things of, of development, uh, self-development, personal care, whatever it is, self-care that is. And they're doing these things because they they want to have that armor on. That time is so crucial it's not turning on the TV to watch the next Netflix show or binge watching or what have you. And yeah, it's okay. Some days it's okay to have those. Some days you just need that. You can't be, you can't be firing on all cylinders all at once. There's a reason why a Ferrari you can turn off a Ferrari. There's a reason why you can turn off a Lamborghini because you don't want this engine to burn out. But at the same time, there's a time and place for things. And this is why what I emphasize on people is just that because, and I, and I, you know, I, I haven't gone to school for this shit. I've gone through a life of hard fucking knocks. So I'm telling people through my message is that this is what I've learned along my journey. And these are the pivots I've made. And this is why I have light at the end of the tunnel.
1: Absolutely, man. And, and let's go into that just a little bit. Like what, what was one of the biggest failures that you've had that
0: led to a great lesson? Oh, that's a great question greatest failure um greatest failure was was me was me you know i think it's very very important that people check their egos at the door cuz ego is simply an excessive attraction to oneself you have to check your ego at the door and do a self audit where are you in life are you truly happy like don't pretend are you forget about happiness let me change that word are you truly content are you truly content and that's when i realized that where I was in my point of life, I wasn't happy. Like I had, I had it made, man. Like shit, man. I had my $5,000 suits living life. You know, it was, it was amazing, but it was amazing on the outside, but inside I was not content. I was empty. So this is how I embarked on this journey of doing the things I'm doing, you know, um, whether it be a podcast, YouTube channel, having multiple mentors, writing a book, working on another book and all these different things. Um, it's just that. So when I realized the biggest failure I had that turned into who I am, was it, I actually, and I, turn, I wouldn't even say it was the biggest failure. It's probably the biggest triumph is actually recognizing. So it was a recognition of that point. What it comes down to is I tell people is that there's three levels. There's self-awareness that one has to go through. Then you, before you can be, so you go from self-awareness to self-acceptance. Okay, so self-acceptance is when you take ownership. Self-awareness is like, yeah, I'm losing weight. I'm not losing weight. I'm gaining weight, you know, in this kind of self Self Self-acceptance is like, holy fuck. okay, I did this to myself. The next step is self-regulation. The self-regulation is the game changer. So for me, when I look at the moment, I thought was my biggest failure and that kind of stuff. I needed I needed to get kicked in the teeth, blood spouting on my mouth. And getting kicked dirt in my face and spitting that out to be where I am today, I had to. And it's that self recognition. It's it you have to go through that because this is why this is why addictions are are, are in such a, you know. And let's talk about men specifically, especially what's happened in the last two years. Men have been castrated. Men have basically taken their balls have been cut off and put on a silver platter and next to them. With everything that's happening around right now, and I'm not trying to get into this uh, uh, anti-feminist movement. That's not what I'm saying. I think there's a place for everything. What I'm saying specifically is men are lost. There's a lot of fucking men right now that are walking around like zombies. They are completely lost. They have no purpose to their life. And it's it's from not being self-aware and not taking ownership of stuff. And then, of course, there's no self-regulation. Okay. So what happens with this is look at addictions. Addictions are 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 increasing rampantly. You know what what's happened in the last few years with people losing their jobs, with COVID, all this other stuff. Men have lost feel they've lost their power to take it. They take control of their own life or their family's life and that kind of stuff because they're being told what to do. Okay, so now you have alcohol abuse, you have drug abuse. You know, I read this, <laughs> I read this stat uh, which showed um, in England. It was crazy. I think it was like 67% of the suicides are actually men. And out of the 67% of men that committed suicide, 80% of them were actually married men. There's 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 an issue here that we have to talk about. Okay? Um, also, what's on the rise is something, which is porn addiction. Porn addiction, like, it's through the roof. So some people say, oh, it's just porn. Why are men looking at other things to get their hits? Why are they looking at other things or seeking other things, you know, for that, like for a dopamine hit and that kind of stuff? It's a cheap drug is what it is. So now there's actually uh, some research coming out on this, which is a term called uh, PAED, porn addiction, erectile dysfunction. So men that are now, you know, lost and they're going after the, for addiction and this kind of stuff, they can't even get a fucking heart on. Why? Let's go back to what we were talking about before. Is this the mindset? This is what's been lost. What we need to do is get people back in the saddle, taking ownership and saying, yes, you do have a voice. Yes. You can take control of your issues. Yes, you can. And that's, that's the whole premise about this. And I'm not just saying just men females too. But I, you know, I got on my rant about males because this is what I see. I have men that reach out to me saying, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I've actually had, I did a, a Instagram live the other day and someone asked me about this. And I actually had private comments saying, thank you so much. Thank you so much. I'm worried about my brother. He's, you know, down this thing. He just never leaves his room. And he's like 25 years old. Like why do people hide behind these things? It's because they're not leaning into the pain. And why does someone not lean into pain is because they're not equipped to deal with the pain. Well, no one's ever going to be equipped to deal with the pain. The only way you're going to equip yourself with pain is by leaning into it. And you're going to learn from it and being around right people and trimming the fat out of your life.
1: That's important. And that's important. And it's important that these type of conversations are being made because it, it makes realizations and it, and if addictions, it's, it's so much more common than people think. they might think we're the only ones struggling with this addiction, but it's very common. most people are addicted to something absolutely. absolutely. Psych- psychologists say that everybody's addicted to something on some level, whether it's harming them or not, whatever the case is. so it's it's not necessary, but the, the awareness is so crucial, man. you put it you you hit it on the head perfectly there because that's where it begins again, in the mind, to have the the awareness over it. And then once we have the awareness, there becomes an opportunity to make change in our life. And it's not gonna happen unless we make the change, <laughs> put the effort in, put the work in, and it's a process, it's a journey, and it's a journey to self-mastery. And that's why the beginning of this podcast says, the first and best victory is to conquer self. And that's, that's what that's all about. And it's not gonna happen overnight. and It, it takes a lifetime to do it. And it's mm-hmm. a constant effort, it's a constant mission, it's constant practice, constant work to self mastery, and no, I appreciate I appreciate you bringing that kind of stuff up, man. It, and
0: it has to be brought up, man. And that's that's the thing. Like you know, a lot of people have asked me why my podcast is called the Seven Two Mindset, or why why is it called the Seven Two? Yeah, Seven Two Mindset Investor Podcast. In fact, we're we're actually changing things. It's actually being converted more to the billion dollar mindset. A lot of my social media stuff is already too. And why the 7-2 is so important is because for those of you that play poker, or maybe for those of you who have never played poker, so here's a quick lesson for you. When you play poker and you get a 7-2 hand, so meaning you get a 7 card and you get a 2 card, statistically speaking, that's your worst possible hand in poker. In life, you can't control the hand that you're dealt, but you can control how you play that hand. A lot of people are just, it's too easy to fold their hand. They fold, they fold, they fold, they fold. Why? Because they're avoiding the pain. I got struck some major seven twos and it just wasn't one. It was multiple and they hit me all at once. And I had a choice. I can either fold my hand or I could play that bad hand. And I decided to play that bad hand. And because of that, I'm here speaking with you today. And not under six feet of dirt right now. Because that would have been the easiest thing to do.
1: I love it, man. I love it. And tell us a little bit about uh, your mission now going forward, a little bit about the billion billion dollar mindset, billion dollar mindset. And tell us a little bit about what's going to come out of you coming forward.
0: Absolutely. So as I was mentioning before, I mean, my background is high ticket sales, right? But what what allowed me to be very successful in high ticket sales was as I was able to really connect the emotional side of selling. So I'm the worst when it comes to tactics. You're not going to put, you want to see a grown man cry, put me in front of a spreadsheet. I don't like that stuff. You want to put me in a CRM. It's not going to happen. I'm, I'm hand-to-hand combat, I'm old school, I wanna be in front of people and so forth. And so having that level of sales and that kind of stuff, and then also then doubling down on my mindset and that kind of stuff, I quickly realized through my mentors as well, is that I'm equipping myself to play in this big game. So I'm not going out there and saying I'm a billionaire. I'm not doing that. I'm saying the billion dollar mindset, this is what successful billionaires do. Warren Buffett, Elon Musk, you go down the list, Success leaves clues. So my mission is to share those clues. That's what I want to be doing, and in, in, in letting people know is that they can do it themselves. Like you look at all the stories behind all these successful billionaires; majority of them were self-made. They were they were it wasn't given to them in a silver platter. They had to figure it out. Look at Airbnb. They the, the stories of what they talk about. You talk about um, I mean you know. Uh, Colonel Saunders, right? I mean, of course, rest in peace, but I mean, look at his story. I mean, he didn't get his break till he was in his 60s. But he was relentless in his cause. So, you know, I'm gonna ask the listeners: are you relentless in your cause? Are you willing to give up things in your life to get the life you want? Because if you're not, you know what? You're just and it's a herd mentality. It's a herd mentality. Your purpose is to be a follower. Accept it. But if you're willing to break barriers, hey, just come by me. There's plenty of room here. Let's go. Mm -hmm. Let's go.
1: No, I love it. I love you. Thank you, Mark. I'll have all your links shared in the notes here. So follow you at MarkSmithOfficial on Instagram. Uh, Get in touch with Mark. Check out 7-2 Mindset Investor. Check out his YouTube channel. Great content, talks to amazing, amazing people. And it really is about this mindset. The The only thing that separates those billionaires and the non-billionaires is that. They still have the same 24 hours in a day. They just choose to use it differently. So Absolutely. the greatest gift I think we can give is our time and our authentic self, Mark. And I think you did that here with me today. So I much be super grateful and say thank you for sharing your time with me.
0: My pleasure, man, always. Uh appreciate the opportunity. And uh, yeah, no. know if anybody wants to reach out and they want to send me a DM after this, I'll kick your ass. I really will, because I think we all need an ass kicking when it comes to our mindset.
1: Yes, we do. Thank you. Thank you, Mark. Appreciate you. Thanks, man. That is all for this episode. Thank you for tuning in. If you found any value in this episode, someone you know will also. Please share. Subscribe, leave a rating and review so we can reach more people, have a farther ripple and a larger impact. Stay grateful. I appreciate you. And remember, you are a conqueror.